On today's Restomp podcast, we've got the preview of the Cats game on Saturday. The Chief worked his magic this week. He's organised a very special guest, the Cyclone. Josh Tracy will be joining us pretty early on. So let's not waste any time. We'll start wearing purple with Goggle Bordello. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish. I promise. It's just a matter of time. So, yeah. Welcome to the Restump Podcast. My name is Brett Jojo McDonald, joined by a man who probably turned up here on time for the first time. We've done one of these podcasts in the same room. I can't believe it. That is Greg. I beat the traffic Dwyer. Yes, beat the traffic Dwyer. First time ever. It's not a, not an easy gig coming up from Mandarin that peak hour traffic. No, it's not. But when you messaged me, what did you say? Leaving yeah. now. It was quarter to twelve. <laughs> I was like, he's done it again. One hundred and sixty k's an hour we hit on the freeway. You really put yourself in the hands of the gods again, though, did. didn't you? We did. You didn't factor in any truck breakdowns no. or uh, roll oh. rollovers or pileups or I'm anything back to else. Driving you around and sweep around them. That's the nicest thing you've said about Lou, I reckon, <laughs> in about five years. She did the driving, yeah. So, uh, no, very, very well. But uh, yeah, no, made it here. What a day! We got the big cyclone, Jojo. I, I, don't, I still don't know if you're kind of pulling my leg with this one. Yeah. You've given me the phone number to plug into the machine yeah, no, and call. Be great. <laughs> it's good. It could be one of the biggest stitch ups of all time. You know, it's probably down the local Noxham. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, I got him. It's, that was the reason for the delay from yesterday. Mm. Came weather. Not too many people picked that up, I don't think. It's a bit obscure, one. You're very cryptic, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So now we've got him, and he's given us a don't argue what, three or four times when we've asked him on. Yeah. So this time he's decided to come on, and we can't wait. Seems to be a pretty th- uh, common theme with the guests, doesn't it? The don't argue. Well, yeah, we've got to we've got to continue. We've got to pester, don't we? <laughs> What's our record now? How many have I got? Uh, I don't what know. Are we, are we scorekeepers? I'm not, I know down at Sunny Soccer, under sixes, we don't keep score. Don't keep score? No, oh, right. we don't keep score. <laughs> yeah, no, I Surely think, I've got someone. Have I got someone? I don't think you have. I think I've got them all. Okay. It's the only thing I've ever done in life. What, get guests <laughs> get on the guests podcast. Um, do I press the number? Let's okay. Go. I'm nervous. Let's do this is going to be great. I'm nervous to do this. I don't trust you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust you at all. Not many people do. <laughs> Hello. Is that Josh? Josh? How are we going? Good. Uh, I'm, I'm Brett Jojo McDonald. I'm joined by my good friend, Greg the Chief Dwyer. Thank you so much for coming on the Restump podcast. No worries at all, pal. Mate, is it you? Um, me mate Brett, he doesn't reckon I've been able to get you on. So we, we, we can, you can assure him it's you? <laughs> Definitely me, mate. Definitely me. Oh, just, he's got a history. He talks up a big game and uh, he yeah. very rarely delivers. So first time, first time for everything. He just gave me this number to call. I just wasn't 100% sure he, was, uh, <laughs> he wasn't pulling my leg. But anyway. Mate, we got you on here with uh, the help of my nephew, Geordie Pink. You're a good mate, good mate of yours. Uh, yeah, know him through. Uh, my girlfriend and, and Geordie's sister, Tisha, are really good friends and yeah. have uh, yeah, got to know the Pink family. You're hard up for mates. In my, in my time <laughs> over here at WA. You're a bit, bit desperate for mates, are you? <laughs> nah. Well, he's not that bad, is he? <laughs> oh, he's a, I'll give you a quick story about him, all right? 
I ring, he's a roofie by trade, right? So I ring him the other night. So, mate, come around. I've got a bit of a leak in the roof. Need you to fix it for me. He says, right, eh? I'll come around. Spends half a day on it. Goes through 18 cans of that Sally stuff. A carton of beer. We get a shower rain the other night. I've got Niagara Falls in my living room. That's how, that's how good he goes at his gig. Yeah, so. he, he wouldn't have got through a carton of beer. <laughs> I think it was light. I think it was the, the, the very light stuff. Uh, maybe it was the lobster tears, that, lobster tears. that mid-strength stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, mate, we appreciate you coming on and uh, a big thanks to Geordie for helping out. No, there's no worries at all. Uh, we got you on a good week, didn't we? I mean, coming off this game in um, Sydney where, what do, they call, what do you call yourselves now, Triple J? Is that, is that what we're going by? Um, got no, you that, that form. rolling with is it? Hey? They're rolling with, is it? Well, I've got the. Do you want to? Do you want to hear the clip? I think it was Hutto that came up with that. Hang on, where is this button? And maybe this is what the Fremantle Dockers have been waiting for to get that first premiership. So the, the, the Triple J, that's the, the Josh Jai and Jackson. That's the, oh, that's the, oh, the triple. Oh, there you go. I like it. Hutto, why don't you give me that pre-show? Are you happy with that? How do you reckon the other boys are like that? That's pretty good. I don't know how Triple J will like it though. Actual Triple J. Yeah, you must pay royalties. <laughs> uh, season 2020 um, Josh um, That was the cancelled season You were back at um, In back, back east What was your What was the go with that So you, you, the season got cancelled you, you were going to be captain that year Of your of the Pioneers Is that right Yeah so it was a bit of a um, Yeah so pre-season was normal We did all that normally um, three days before round one, the message gets sent out. Everything's been called off for a couple of weeks. Um, I think we had two or three weeks off. Um, we were still able to do some sort of training, and then we all got called back to Bendigo a couple of weeks later. We started training. We had another date. Same thing happened again. A couple of days out from game day, gets gets canned. Um, that ended up happening two or three times, and um, yeah, just eventually the the whole year just got canned. Um, fortunately, I was able to play um, two practice games for Chuka in the under eighteen because yeah. um, I honestly just went anywhere to, to get a game of footy because um, I knew people were watching. So I just yeah just had to, to get in the game of footy somewhere and. Um, Chuka ended up being the spot for a couple of weeks and then that, that was all we saw. And I didn't have any really footy commitment until we had a um, kind of like a big, all, all the prospects in um, out of Victoria had a training day one day down in Melbourne in front of everyone. That, that was about it. Right. So it was that day and the two, your Chuka days that pretty much you were, we looked at you pretty closely. Yeah, that was, I presume, the only three occasions that someone had eyes on me because other than that, I, I dare say there wouldn't have been uh, many eyes in Kahuna on me, mate. Yeah, yeah gotcha. What about uh, the NAB Academy? In Was that the end of 2019? Essendon did, uh, selected you to train with them? Um, yeah, so I actually don't know how that works. I think it's just you get sort of billeted out to anyone. Um, did, did that happen? Did you train with them? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I trained at Essendon for a week. Right. Um, and was that, yeah, which was, was that really good experience. Was that the COVID? Was that, that sort of – Yeah. Yeah, so that was my bottom age year. Right. So you were, yeah. long, you were there training with 
uh, Josh here and Cody Brand. Yep, correct. And, yep. and so you're all at Essendon. Yep. So Essendon then gone ahead and picked up. So uh, what's picked up? Josh here at thirty nine. Picked up Cody Brand at fifty three, and they overlooked you. And now those two guys. Well, I think are they were both. They were both NGA boys, I think, at the time. Oh, were they? Um, and then obviously they took Perkins early, Cox early. Yep. So, and they took those guys. Yeah. But they, they've both been delisted. So it's the best thing you could have done. Yeah, right. <laughs> Didn't even know that. Oh. It, it's that whole year you missed, though. I mean, you, you had a really good underage year. So I'm sure you would have been really looking forward to coming into your senior year of junior footy, whatever you want to call it. Um, it you know, there was talk of you because of your size – Instead of being that lead-up bullocking forward that we come to know you as now at Frio, you know, moving up into the midfield and becoming a big-bodied inside midfielder, is that something that you, that you thought of um, in your junior footy that you'd, you'd like to expose? Uh, it probably wasn't until, like, late, um, just before. Because I remember at the start of that year, I actually played down back a few games because a few clubs wanted to see something different and then, a few through the idea of I could play on ball. Yeah. Um, but, we, yeah, it didn't really get – it was kind of talked about a little bit, but nothing actually ever, didn't ever get, happened didn't out get of off it. the ground. Is no. It, is it still a possibility? Well, I don't know. I, f- I feel like I've got the attributes to, um, but I know I feel, feel like what's best for, for me and, and – Moving forward at the moment is to be um, to be playing up forward. Well, you have got some influence with uh, JL going on your debut game. You went in there to tell him what's going on here. I want a game. You come out with one. So you yeah, know. that was um, yeah, that was a bit of a funny old situation that, that worked out well in the end. Did mate, who who spoke to you? Uh, sorry, I'm jumping ahead here, but who spoke to you when you were back over east? From, did anyone from Fremantle speak to you? Like when they yeah. Were- Frio was probably so with all the under eighteen stuff. Um, obviously, being a big country, whenever we'd have camps and that, there was always half days that were allocated to speaking with clubs and um, stuff like that. So I, I spoke to Frio probably a handful of times, right. and there was a couple of others. So I was probably down to a few. Obviously, like you speak to everyone, really. Yeah. Um, but did you have any inkling that you were going to be that Frio were going to try and get you? Uh, well, it's a bit hard, I think, unless you really stand out and you get, you're going to go inside thirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I'd spoken to them enough, but I think coming off, like I didn't play footy, so I wasn't taking anything into you know, any expectations into what could happen. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, in the end, now I look at it, it was probably out of them and Bulldogs. I thought, okay, that I'd spoken to the most, but then I thought they obviously were going to have Jamara, yeah, and then they already had, um, they already got Norton. they already have Norton, <laughs> Bruce, and they had Shaki at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more tall forwards than you can poke a stick at. Yeah. So yeah, okay. What um, so when the draft went through? And the the national draft went through, and you didn't get called out. Did we, we, did you know you were still a chance then to go rookie? Uh, no, pretty, no, 
No, okay. my manager didn't really. We, yeah, it was just thought. So it was a bit of a surprise. Hope that something, hope something might happen, but um, yeah, in the end, it, it turned out all right. And, and were you happy? Like, I mean, I mean, you had to leave home. You got to leave your state and all that. As a young young kid, it can be pretty hard. You know, to go to Frio, what was your? Or were you just happy to go anyway? Uh, yeah, mate, I was um, was wrapped to end up anywhere on a list to, to be given the opportunity to be, a, you know, live out a boyhood dream. Um, I was ready to put all my eggs into into a basket of moving, mate. Yep. Oh, beautiful. If you're going to come to a club, though, as a rookie, I mean, Frio, given the the list that we had and the kind of dearth of tall targets, whether they were you know, at the end of their career, I'll start like we kind of had a, a spot for you to come in and there was a, a clear, clear air for you to find a spot in our 22. So I imagine when you heard Frio, and I'm sure you follow footy to some degree, you would have known that coming over here, you're going to have every opportunity to play senior footy sooner rather than later. Yeah, it was probably one of those things that you wouldn't have known anywhere until you walked in the door what you were sort of dealing with, I yep. feel like. Um Unfortunately enough, I, I come in, um, you know, up until then as the fittest I'd been because all I did was train for 12 months. Um, yeah, walked in fresh. I, they, you know, they sort of have restrictions on kids walking in, what percentage of pre-season they do, and, and they just let me go, um, which was really good. And fortunately enough, I was able to play 15 games and... Um, which now that I look at, I don't know if, if that's helped me the last eighteen months or not. But probably, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot in the first season, especially for someone playing the position that you did, right? Yeah, it probably grew expectations of me personally over the last little bit, um, which I've had to learn about. But um, yeah, certainly games under my belt and, and things like that um, ended up being a, a really good. Um, learning curve, I think. Well, your second season, though, you, I mean, last season, you had the ankle, ankle injury, was it? And then, and then you were unwell or you had a virus. Um, like that was almost one to – that was almost the exact opposite to contrast your first season, wasn't it? I mean, you would have brought well and truly back down to earth from that. Well, yeah, even the start, I missed 10 weeks of the preseason in my second year um, through my groins. Um, played round one, then Tabs come back, and then Tabs missed a few weeks throughout the year, and I played those three weeks, and then missed out again, um, and then did both ankles, and then got glandular fever, and it, it, yeah, basically summed up my year. Yeah, <laughs> and, at, and at the end of that, the great Paul Hayes, you said you had one foot out the door because your, your effort wasn't up to it. <laughs> After all of that, that's what he comes out with. What do you want you to do? Just walk it off. Yeah, so, yeah that was um, that was a tough six weeks. I lost uh, I lost like six or seven kilos. Um, yeah, fortunately enough, I was able to recover pretty quickly and get back and play some some footy appeal and be a part of something there. But um, yeah, it was a very challenging twelve months. Speaking of um, your time appeal, how's how's, how's Brady uh, Brady Gray recovered? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> what about Jed Muse? Um, Jed Muse had to go to the black market to get another kidney. <laughs> well, the thing about the Jed Muse one, if I actually put one out and went for the ball, I could have done more damage. You could have. 
You looked after him. I thought you looked. After him. I thought the two grand was pretty heavy. The two grand fine. Yeah, well, yeah, three down to two. Uh, That's got to hurt. Wasn't very nice. Jeez. Hey, your, your, your former coach, Damien Truslov. Yep. Made the comparison. We was we were talking about you the other day, and my man, he uh, made the exact same comparison that you could be. You, you, he likens you to a Brody Mycheck. Fair. Oh yeah. 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 Workhorse, and, um, you know, hard, hard hitting, fearless workhorse. You know, yeah, I'll, I you take that. Trying to become my own player rather than yeah, absolutely, just being modelled around someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got those similar attributes, and I mean, if you turn, you know, you can uh, put those to good use, which you do. So it's a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that'd be. You me- you mentioned um, you played games when Matt Tabner was out. Now that he's out, and he seems to be out for a fairly long period of time, if not the whole season this year. How much of that impacts? I know you can't really speak for Amos or Jackson, but just when you get an opportunity, the three of you in the forward line in a game like we played against Sydney last week, you guys know you've got clean air in front of you. There's no one that's going to come back as a senior footy player and take your spot. How much ownership do you feel over the forward line, and how much um, confidence does it give you to know that? You know, it's it, for all intents and purposes for the rest of the year. It's kind of your guys' forward line to run. Uh, I think it's exciting more than anything. Um, yeah, I think definitely like, in, inside our four walls. You know, it's not going to happen over the next month. No. You know, we're going to have we're going to have a couple of days where it might not go our way, but um, we're definitely going to work towards you know making sure that over the next few years and however long that it does work. Did you um did you do anything different though? Like coming into that Sydney game, it seemed our forward movement, the way you guys all worked together, you um you were able to make sure that each of you got one on one contests a lot. Um, you know, there's these buzzwords of kind of separation and all this kind of stuff. But I mean, it, like, did you go into the game with any with any kind of specific mindset of what you guys wanted to achieve as a three? Oh, I think more team rather than focusing on us three. I think. Just the way the three of us play is we know, you know, what, what we're capable of and what our individual weapons are and um, all three are different and I think, yeah, just an understanding of knowing your role and understanding your teammates and, and what they're capable of. So I think that played a big part in it rather than us actually you know, stating whether yeah, we have to do this and that. Yeah, it just seems like it's three big forwards or a ruckman coming back and taking up a forward space or bringing another defender in. It just seems like we've done a lot, like, like even pre you getting to Fremantle, it just seems over our history, we've always, I don't know, never really recognised someone else's space or identified a mismatch very well. And it just seemed on the weekend we managed not to get into each other's space, not to bring another defender in, not to be close enough so that a swan could roll off and, you know, come across and spoil. I just thought that you guys did really well respecting one another's space and opportunity to go for the ball. Yeah, I think it's a little bit, um, obviously a lot of defences that roll, roll on a ball and have an extra behind the ball, which means you have to match it. So I think to an extent, sometimes um, that's hard. But I think, yeah, and this, the way we move the ball certainly helps as well. Um, and we, we did that good on the weekend. Um, I thought we were playing the Cats on Saturday. It sounds like we are playing the Crows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm walking around the backyard and she's squawking. What, there's not a walkway somewhere? <laughs> 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 I 
Hey, um, so you probably just answered my next question. Um, contract talks. Your contract ends at the end of this year. Have we, have we started talking yet? No, I don't, I don't know if I can say. <laughs> take that as a yes. I'll take that as a yes. Um, can you guarantee for right now you're, uh, if it's up to you, you're free for life? <laughs> for life. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't want to leave uh, at all. And, yeah. and you're a WA boy now? Um, well, I've only been here, no, not quite three years yet, but... That's long enough? It's home. It's home. So you're keen, you're keen to stay, you're not keen to go home like certain other people that have left before you? No, no, it's not in my interest, mate. Yeah. Um, not whilst there's nothing in the cabinet yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, that's, that's good to hear. Um, you, yeah, so you, can't, you, you thought you might want to go and get back on the farm. The mum, Your parents own a, a dairy farm, is that correct? Yeah. Um, no, not the way the industry's going. And I grew up in a town of a population of 2,000 people, so there's um, not much appealing back there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a beautiful little yeah. town and yeah. a beautiful area, but... Um, not a lot to do. Yeah. No. But how's the industry? The supermarkets still run you into the ground? Yeah, I think so. I haven't paid a lot of attention. Um, not that I did when I was there, but um, you know, yeah, you know, it's just the, getting harder and harder. Bigger farms are getting bigger and the, the little farms are just crippling. The, the big worry for dairy farmers is um, concerns about the oversupply if um, Brisbane's Jason Gilby changes his diet. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good country boy as well. Like lots of milk. So, uh, are you, um, what about uh, your brother Mitch? Is he following in your footsteps? Um, he's actually just started playing footy again. He he quit a few years ago. Um, but he was filling in in the twos um, at the start of the year, and he's uh, occupied the last three weeks in the seniors, and he's, he's having fun with his footy again. So, so um, good to see him enjoying enjoying the game and. Um. Yeah, back out there having a run around. Has he got Josh's attributes? Um. To be honest, I haven't seen him play in three years, so uh, he's trimmed down and, and shot up a little bit. So oh. I don't really know what he has to offer anymore. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. He, he's not shy though. That I've heard that Dad said he's not. He's not shy to go in and get the ball. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Um. Just quickly, got a couple for you. Is it true one of your teammates gets around calling themselves the Prince of Perth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, you go tell us. Who's, uh, who's getting around with that? Yeah, can you guess? I want you to guess. Prince of Perth. Who would it be? Um, wouldn't be Brayshaw. He's too humble. <laughs> you, you already know the answer, though, don't you? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. All I got told was someone... Someone gets around calling themselves a Prince of Perth. Not Fifey. Wouldn't be him. <laughs> the silence. Yeah. The silence. I don't know. All right. He's not going to answer. Can't go. Who is it? Can you tell me? Sean Darcy. Does. <laughs> is it really? Prince yeah. of Perth. That's his new name now. We'll start yeah, before that. he comes the uh, King of Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you got a um, on the, the side business going. You've taken over from Connor Blakely for the club's lawn mowing and landscaping um, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? 
Yeah, well, not to his extent. He's quite educated in the area. It's, yeah, something I'd like to work towards. Um, yeah, it's only something very, very small at the moment, but something I'd yeah, definitely looking to grow in that area and, and have something to, to fall on. Okay, so I got told wrong then, because I got told you're cutting a lot of grass, but it's got nothing to do with a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, gr- grutter, grutter. Jeez, you, need you? Find, you need to find a new saw. <laughs> not the first time he's been told that. No, you can't say that. Nikki, you're part of Nikki, beautiful girl. <laughs> hey, um, grutter, Gio, grutter, is that the name of you? Grutter, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that come about? Um, I don't know, I just thought of a heap of random names and was putting grass and oh, cutter. grass and cutter, cutter. in one and then, yeah. Nice. It took a while. That was what we we come up with. Yep. Burn the midnight oil. Sorry. Burn the midnight oil. Coming up with that. <laughs> um, we had Bob Murphy on the pod uh, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month or so ago now. Um, it seems like he's a great guy to have around the club down there. Just, I don't know. We chief often often makes fun of the fact he doesn't know what his job is, but I, I think almost that's the beauty of having him down there. Um, what kind of impact does he have on? on you personally, and what does he do for the group as a whole? Uh, oh, he's, I don't know, he's one of the most genuine blokes you've, I've certainly come across. Um, yeah, he's just, you know, from obviously experience of, of what he's done for the game and when he's been around the game, um, but just the character he is, um, you know, a little bit of a smart ass, but you know, happy to t- take it out of himself as well, and um, yeah, just so knowledgeable on the game. And he, he probably doesn't have a heap to say about the game or a lot of on off field stuff. Um, but yeah, just a just a smiley face that, that's always around. Um, so it's hard, and to then having fun. It's hard to define. I mean, he's got more titles than Roger Federer, but like, but we nobody knows what he does. <laughs> So, yeah, no, it's probably a bit like that. I don't know what his <laughs> job description would be. There you go. Um, so obviously got the Cats this week. It's interesting one for us. I mean, we had the Swans last week where people were kind of half tipping us, half not um, with the, the outs that Sydney had. And it feels like a bit of a similar story this week against the Cats. Traditionally, we haven't done too well when we've come in, you know, people have got expectations on us. How do you, how do you guys feel about this week's game and um, – you know, Premier's, Premier's last year, there's still a lot of those guys in there, a lot of really talented players. Jeremy Cameron, probably the best going around. Like, how are you guys feeling about this week's game? Yeah, I think um, certainly excited and ready to embrace the challenge. Obviously, we're coming off two really good wins um, and confidence is growing growing quickly back in the group um, and, and individually in blokes as well. And to be fair, we, we haven't put a whole heap into, you know, worrying about what Geelong have done and who they are, you know, et cetera, with, with, you know, trying to build on, on our year and what it looks like for us. People, um, people spoke a lot about, you know, oh, you know, it's just it's just Hawthorne or it's just, um, you know, Sydney have got a bunch of guys out. But no matter what, whoever's out or whatever team it is, the fact that, like, we did get really good wins and everyone got a bit of confidence in performing their own role and performing it really well, is that is that what you guys take out of it internally? And is that what you think will drive us forward this year and actually give us a chance to do something? Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah, just like, yeah. you know, it felt like we were playing um, 
you know, when you're first playing under 12s as a kid, you know, the enjoyment you get out of playing. Um, you know, some weeks it gets pretty tough, but the last, even though we had a couple, the result didn't go away against Brisbane, I'd say probably the last month yeah. has been um, just so enjoyable at the club. And, um, yeah, the, the boys are really up and about. But, I mean, that's coming from exactly the, the lowest of the low almost. And I, I'm only speaking from a um, supporter's point of view, but um, watching that North Melbourne game at home, like you could you could feel almost the disappointment in the playing group with that result. Um, like, is that where the alarm bells started ringing for you guys as well? Yeah, I think – I don't know if they fully started ringing. Um, we always knew what we were capable of, but, you know, obviously to – have a few disappointing starts like we did um, is never nice but we, we knew if we, we hung in there and we did the work um, and obviously we're not out of it um, but you know we're working hard and um, we're definitely on the right path into fighting it back. It's it's funny to think back you know it wasn't all that long ago when it was all doom and gloom or externally anyway from back page of the newspaper to six, six o'clock news that Frio season's over and then, you know, as you say, a month of decent footy and now everyone's talking about can they make the final eight again. I mean, it shows how quickly it can turn. Yeah, well, I think uh, no, uh, we have a bit of a philosophy. We, we try and stay away from the media, but um, it's a little bit hard when you're in the uh, um, two-team town and, um, you know, <laughs> some weeks it can get pretty grim, but... Um, yeah, the ability to, to to turn things around is is exciting. How, how do you actually just on that? How do you? I mean, you probably haven't had any really heavy personal criticism yet. It'll come, no doubt, because that's what the media does. But how do they? How do they cope? Do they? Do they switch off from it? Because do the boys really switch off and and you know water off a duck's back, or you know does it get to them? Oh, I, I think it changes for every individual. Um, what about you, know, you can choose what, what. No, I, I stay away from it, you know. And even if I do see something, I, I usually laugh about it. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, three quarters of the time they're never even right what they're saying anyway. And the only way to do it is laugh at it and yeah. um, and move on. Good attitude, love it. Um, your challenge this week and. It seems like the Geelong backline, they're quite big by nature. Like just about every guy that they're going to have rolling through their back seats got this, got some size to them. You probably could face any one of them at any point during the the game. Um, how do you prepare for that as a forward? Do you um, do you just focus on your own game or, you know, do you look at guys like Tom Stewart and say, if I'm on Tom Stewart or, or Radical Ear, I have to take him out of the play? I mean, how do you approach this week's game and, and your particular role? Oh, I don't think any different. Like, you know, People always ask me like, "Oh, who, who you're playing on?" Well, yeah, you don't play I always say like, "I'm the I'm the forward." Like they're playing on me mm-hmm. um, to an extent. Like uh, not not being arrogant or anything like that, but mm. um, you know, I'm the one that is being played on. And then it it's not necessarily change of an individual thing. It's more of a a team aspect that we'll look at it. Obviously, it's one of their strengths is their their big boys down back and their ability to impact on the ball. Um, and yeah, it probably just makes the challenge a little bit more exciting, knowing what we're coming up against. Um, considering you know the games that Jacko, Jai, and I have played, um, you know, can, and and their experienced backline um, just just adds a little bit more to 
to what a challenge it will be. It's a big game for our small forwards, really, isn't it? I mean, you guys are there to provide a contest, but in terms of when, if we can get the ball hitting the deck, like a lot of those guys are probably better in the air than they are on the floor. Like if Sonny and Schultze and Switter and these boys can get at your feet, like I reckon that's an, a kind of area of the game where we've got a bit of an advantage over them. Definitely, yeah. And, and you know, who's not saying that, that we can't get it done in the air as well? Oh, no, I'll for sure. It. Absolutely. No, I just mean in terms of – and what you guys delivered last week, there was a predictability about the way we played. And those guys, I reckon, had real good games because they knew you guys were going to provide a really strong contest when the ball came to you. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd hate to be uh, 195 centimetres tomorrow and trying to chase Freddie and, and yeah. Shooter and Twitter. Um, yeah, that won't be fun. You'd be right. You get up to around 32 k's an hour, don't you? <laughs> yeah, apparently I did on the weekend. I was uh, up and up and going. But what can you run the hundred in? Not, eh? Oh, geez, I wouldn't have. Nah, no idea. You don't get down with Andy Brasher on Christmas and do the hundred hundreds. No, that's mental. <laughs> mental. Why would you do that? No. Um. It was pretty good. We took that mark. or did, I'm not sure if you took a mark or just gathered the footy and then ran down the wing and had a bounce on the weekend. Um, I don't know. I, it showed some athleticism and some upside in you. I reckon a lot of people probably didn't realise you had. Is, is that something you're kind of looking to do more is just use that explosiveness and, and, and expose that? Because, I mean, you, you showed up the Sydney defence a couple of times um, using that part of your arsenal. Yeah, I feel like it something outside of our four walls that no one really knows. Um, obviously, I'm not, not the quickest, but I feel, um, you know. Well, you quick enough to get away from them on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I feel like it is a little bit of a weapon to an extent. Um, and, yeah, the ability to, to impact the game with um, the ball more than it just being in the air that I can, you know, as soon as it hits the ground, I'm first one on it as well and can like really good good kicking skills as well and I can use them um, into my game. Um, we've a lot of focus on the forward line um, pre-season and even up to this point of the season just for the fact that, you know, it's kind of an evolving thing and we're working out which personnel work in there. You, you reckon this week's game, that's probably a lot of weeks, but I think in particular this week, the midfield battle is going to be enormous for us. To be able to get a six on six if we win the, you know, a nice clean centre clearance will be massive for us scoring. We've got Fifey coming back. Will we, will we see a lot of midfield time for, and a lot of set of bounce attendances for Nat Fife this week, do you reckon? Uh, I think so, yeah. I, I can't exactly tell you um, what his role will look like. Yeah. Um, but he definitely will, will be in there for sure. And um, and obviously Sean's having having an unbelievable season. And then when Jacko goes in there as well. So yeah, I think... And then obviously the calibre of blokes we've got starting around them um, certainly gives us a, a big advantage um, going into most weeks and something you, you love as a forward. Yeah. Not many, team, not many teams have got an answer for Dust, do they? And, and Geelong be near the top of that list, having your number one ruck, no disrespect to John Segler, but he's not really in Sean's class. Is it something where you got to get around Sean and support because they're an experienced and you know well drilled team for Geelong? Like Geelong, they're going to have strategies they're going to try and employ to you know mitigate his influence on the game, especially since what he did to Sydney last week. Do, is do you have to get around him a bit? And um, you know he's a big kid; he doesn't need protection, but you know just give him a give him a little help out every now and then. Um, I think it varies in which way if if they happen to get on top in a way. Um, 
yeah, I don't know, if, if they do try to, you know, target him physically or... Um, yeah, you know, think they kind of have to. Right? Right? He'll, just, he'll destroy Segler if he goes one out against him. Well, yeah, that's... The, yeah, or, you know, whether they they might play Blitzars in the ruck and try yeah. and run him around where I don't know. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's the same across the board, you know. They target Jacko or they target Jai or, you know, they... They tag Clarky off half back last week. We yeah, just yep. we just look after and help whoever yeah. is you know being singled out. Um, lots been made of the fact we lost um, Blake Akers at the end of last year, and we've kind of been searching for a, a wing combination that's you know going to fill that void. Big week this week for the outside players with Isaac Smith and Zach Tui, you know, filling that spot, those two spots pretty well for Geelong, and have done for a fair amount of time. You reckon they're up to it? You know, Driscoll, got Ethan Hughes that's been going through there. He's probably been spending a bit more time in defence. Those guys, we really need to chop them off, don't we, on the weekend and, and kind of limit their influence because they provide so much drive for the Cats. Yeah, I think that could you know, be certainly a way that that we um, get on top of them. And, um, you know, Driz worked hard all day. Hughes is as strong as ever. And um, usually we, we have a mid-rotating there as well. So... Um, yeah, yeah. Also, he's, he's as reliable as they get, uh, Jim Rose. So, yeah, I, I certainly think it is. And, um, yeah, I, I don't think we're at a disadvantage at all. No. I'm convinced. <laughs> oh, we win. I'm convinced. Um, up forward, Tyson Stengel's come just um, come back just in time to give Brandon Walker another headache. Uh, he's been on fire this year. You guys must love what he brings to the team each week. Uh, he's athleticism and is maybe off this chart. It's ridiculous. Someone with raw speed, power, um, yeah. It's off the mark, I, isn't it? That speed. It's just I, like... I don't even... Like, even just the way he closes down gaps, yes. you think he's, he's been beaten and then all of a sudden he still gets there and, yeah. and gets the ball away. And for him to lock one of the names that he has this year is, you know, he's... He's only 20, same age as me, in, in his third year of AFL, and he's taken down some big names. And um, I think he'll continue to do so for a long time. He's turning into that guy that, you know, other teams will look at the, the 22 named for Frio and oh, I hope, hope Walks isn't, <laughs> isn't standing next to me on the weekend. And I reckon that's what Stengel yeah, yeah. will be thinking. Like, he destroyed Papley on the weekend, just gone. You're like, yeah. And you don't and see that happen much. He's been dominating. Yeah, well, maybe if bloke of his class um, mm. don't go missing you know like, like he did he's probably got a couple of cheap ones there at one stage but um, I thought I saw him feign yeah. an injury to get himself off the ground at one point yeah. <laughs> get me out of here um, yeah you can see when he, when he gets fired up yeah yeah uh, last year when we played the Cats um, Griff had enormous success and played probably or not probably definitely his best game for the year when he um, quelled Jeremy Cameron that seems to be the big issue for us, like in terms. I know we work on a team defense and all the rest of it, but someone's kind of got to take responsibility for him at some point. Who stands next to him at the first bounce? Do you reckon? Can you tell us? Um, I actually don't know because oh, it'll, it'll depend if they play Jack Henry forward or not. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd likely say Coxie. Um, it's going to be by committee, though, in the end, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take a team effort to to get after him. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll back in whoever gets gets the role and and help them out. 
Last time we played um, the Cats, Josh, Tom Stewart, 14 marks, 40 possessions. If you could do a bit of Jed Bue's knee action on him, <laughs> that'd be great. Well, was that one we beat him at Geelong? It was the one. That went a long way. So if you could, you, he's one person that could get a ton of it. I know he got a ton of it last time, but um, we don't want to take any chances. So Jed, like Jed Bue's, just want him out. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll certainly be making sure the uh, uncontested marks and yes. intercept marks uh, are limited. Um, speaking of someone who copped a bit in the press early in the year, the captain, Alex Pierce, he'll get Tomahawk all, all in all likelihood, you would imagine, this week. His last month and a bit of footy, since that kind of criticism peaked, has been enormous. Um, first year of full-time captain, what's it like being led by a guy like that and someone who's had to kind of fight back Within a year, we're facing all that kind of public scrutiny. Well, yeah, you could argue that he's, he's captained us for two years um, after his efforts last year to, to come and stand in for us. But, you know, the, just the way he plays, um, you know, but the way he verbally leads, he, he leads with actions. Um, he's, he's like a calming Calming captain, you know, regardless of the situation, there's always, you know, we can hang in there and stick with it. Um, and yeah, obviously, what he's what he's been through, you know, personally with his body, um, and from what I, what I've seen, he's able to, to, to turn around. Is has been extraordinary. I imagine he's got a big influence, as you pretty much alluded to, on you guys on the field. I don't imagine he's got a big influence in the fashion sense off the field. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know how to comment on that. <laughs> Probably best you don't. Probably <laughs> um, I think um, we're all we're all looking forward to the game on um, on Saturday. Uh, was Saturday, Saturday afternoon? Is it two thirty Saturday afternoon? Yep. Two thirty tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know quite quite how to feel about it. Really excited to go. I'm sure you guys are really excited to play. Chief, have you got a, a prediction for, for us? Not an outcome, but a prediction that something of something that's going to happen? Oh, I think Tommy Stewart's going to need the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. In, a, no, you don't in the right way. Yeah, in the right way. You don't want to do what you heard. Oh, dehydration or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's meant to be hot tomorrow. I don't know if the Geelong weather's been preparing them for this. No, that's right. They might. Um, I think it's meant to be cool over there, so they might, be, uh, they might run out of legs pretty quickly. Let's hope so. Um, Indigenous boys, um, Josh. Indigenous round. How do you get around? Like, is it a, is it as big a thing as it's made in the media? Like, I mean, it's huge, but is it is it? Do you all get around it? Oh, absolutely. And I think from a from an AFL um, standpoint, I think we're we're the club leaders. Yep. Um, I think yeah, from the way our club. Approaches it, gets on the front foot, um, embrace our boys, and um, and obviously the indigenous um, culture and heritage is mm. is something really special, and it's something to that's very exciting to learn about, and um, obviously be open to learning about. Mm. Um, and yeah, we we had our smoking ceremony on um, Monday morning down in Frio, and. It was it was open to the public and it was, it was people everywhere and um, Sir Richard Wally did the um, 
did all of the stuff with Roger Hayden and um, yeah, it was it was just so cool to be a part of and um, okay. yeah, I can't wait for the, the ceremony before the game tomorrow. Um, I know Liam from coaching at school, and you know he's got the the tie business where he designs the um the indigenous themed ties tied to culture. Is he is he a little bit um upset he didn't have a hand in designing the jumper? He does have a bit of artistic flair. He's done the boots before. Is there a bit of competition yeah, uh, for any of that? I actually don't, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty fitting that the captain got to do it, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Liam will um, be here for for a few more years and, and get his opportunity to design a jumper. Oh, that's right. That's good. You got the inside good. word. Good. Liam's going to be here for a few <laughs> more years. <laughs> Mate, um, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. We really appreciate it. Um, we haven't heard from a current day player. We've been doing this podcast probably two and a half years now. Um, so it's awesome. You're the first guy that we've had that's actually a listed Fremantle player. So we've got a bit of inside word on how the club actually works and the way you guys think and go about it. So thanks so much for giving us your time. No, that's no issue at all, fellas. Uh, wish you all the best with the podcast and no doubt we'll cross paths soon. Good on you, Josh. Much appreciated. Thanks, Alex. Yeah. Mate, how good was that? It was really good, wasn't it? Got a new name for him. Crow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going with Birdman. There was about the bird. 18 different birds there in the background. Yeah. So, no, that was good. That was really good. He was um, a bit more serious than I, I thought he might be. I thought he was. You pictured him as the Joker? I thought he'd be a bit more Joker. You know, but I think he's, um, you know, he, he's driven, he knows where he wants to be, sort of in that right frame of mind. No time for jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I reckon, um, and I thought I saw this last week against Sydney, um, you know, with Jackson and Amos, but especially with um, Josh, is that he wasn't playing like he was playing to earn his spot in the team. Yep. And I think from the way he spoke then, he's playing at the moment like he's in the team yep. and he's there to make an impact. Yes. And it might sound like a weird distinction to make, but I think he seems to have a level of confidence now yeah. where he could actually really go on with it because – He's not the kind of player that, oh, okay, Tracy didn't kick two goals this week. He doesn't get a game next week. Yeah, yeah. He's the kind of guy that impacts the contest in so many different ways with his physicality, with his contest, you know, with his um, you know, selfless leading and all the rest of it. I just thought the way you saw him play, and I think in subconsciously a lot of people, that's what, that's what we're impressed by mm. with all those guys is the yeah. way they went about it. Yeah. And I think you can hear the way he talks now. You can tell he kind of feels like he belongs. Yeah, I yeah, might yeah. be reading too much into no, it. No, but I, I mean, he's always, he's always – I think from day one he's always had that ultra confidence. Yeah. But now it's sort of been honed into a team orientated. Um, I'm there for the you know for the team the long term. And you don't want to make it about um, tabs not being there because it's unfortunate when yeah. you know one of your better players and long serving players has got a season ending injury. But I mean, it wasn't too di- um, dissimilar to when Brayshaw kind of came in and took over from Fife in the midfield when yep. he went down. Yep. You know, there's a, there's an ownership of the the line that has to almost take place, yep. and whether it happens because you just you know organically usurp the player before you and they become redundant, mm. or there's an injury and you have to take over and you're forced to take responsibility. We saw the step up that Brayshaw and Sarong took in the midfield in owning that line. Yep. Like that was theirs almost immediately. And you can kind of see now that these guys have got, you know, real good good flying space in front of them. No one's there to take their spot. Five seems when he comes back, he's going to play more mid, I mean, mid-forward, mid mm. more of a traditional mid-forward role rather than a straight-up yep. forward role. It's their forward line now. They run, they run the show. Yeah, it is. And it probably – and he made note of it too about when you said he played 15 games in that first year and it – 
No, you, you, I don't think he got ahead of himself, but it probably wasn't. It maybe it came about too easy, getting getting the opportunity. So maybe then then getting back in, going out and having to get work his way back into the team through his own efforts, through opportunity, you know, from tabs. Maybe appreciates it a lot more now, and it's and just growth and maturity, you know. Having said that, though, when you give a young player like that opportunity in their first year, yep. like to play fifteen games, you're doing a lot right. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah, you're, doing, you're, you're showing enough. You're showing enough to continue yeah. getting a game each week. Whether that's because no one's behind you or not, I don't know. But if you're doing nothing, mm. I'll play a guy 15 centimeters shorter than you. Yeah. But it's not. That's not a thing. But I think to get that taste to understand mm. understand the speed, yep. and then to be able to have a season where he suffered so many setbacks and um, so many things that made it hard for him to get a run at it in his second season, I think you'd look back on that first season and go. I've got to get, get back there. I've got to get back there. Yeah. Like, this is what I've got to build on in this area, this area, this area. Yeah. And it's only one game, but I don't know. Like, after that game last week, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play on Saturday night. Also, oh, him and Jai. And I don't want to take Jackson out of it, but we know what we're going to get from Jackson when he's up and rolling. Yeah. But Jai and Josh are just building so, so nicely. We, we don't know where the limit is. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's in contract talks. The talks are happening, you can tell. When you can't answer a question, it's a yes. We're going to get one of those, um, when, you know, when they do them like Sunday morning and you wake up to, yeah. uh, here you go, Freo Dockers fans, wake up to this nice surprise. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It'll be on. Christmas Day or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, when it was, what was it? It was on Christmas Day last time, wasn't it? I don't trust him about Liam, though. You don't, <laughs> oh, what do you know? Oh, no, nothing. Oh. I just know, you know who Liam's manager is and you know the way yeah. they carry on. Yeah. It'd be very hard to believe that um, that's all wrapped up. Yeah. Especially with him not in the AFL team, and also I gave um been reading a fair bit of the critique online of the um, Barra and Quarters podcast. Oh yeah. So I was doing a fair bit of work late this week, so I gave a few podcasts to listen, and that was one of them. Yeah. And we all know how close Barra is to his good mate Colin Young. Yep. And he dropped in that um on the pod. Yeah, he said he alluded to it. I'm not sure if he referenced it directly, but he did say something along the lines of not getting an AFL game likely to move on. Um, okay. And I think when you know who's in who's here, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I still don't believe he's going anyway. Maybe not. I, I think it would it'll be bought up. Yeah, and he's not re-signing anytime soon without him being in the team. Yeah. And you can't see him getting in the team anytime soon. I don't know. He's starting to play a bit of good footy. A bit. Yeah, he is. But yeah. wouldn't Warner would Warner be ahead of him now in terms of an opportunity? He's put, he's put a stack of work together. He has, and he's an emergency this week. So he's obviously there or thereabouts. Mm. I mean, there's a possible opportunity coming up. There's a question mark over the disco's disposal. <laughs> um, no, that's no. the other thing this week. Sub. Does Matty Johnson come back and be the sub? You'd say if Erasmus is being managed, um, he's obviously not up to it. So, do you, do you how would that sit with Erasmus? That's a bit weird, isn't it? If, but, that, if that's me, I'm, I don't know. Jai Amos is a key forward getting belted over the head every week. Yeah. He hasn't been managed. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know you got to get you got to get Fifey back in, and it's probably the the nicest way you can do it. But it's all yeah, I said yeah. It's all you can't hurt people's feelings today. Jordan. You can't. You can't. I actually wouldn't mind seeing um, Will Brody be the sub this week. Oh. I think a bit of added midfield punch. Yeah, well, that that's going to be hot in there. This yeah. and I know you, you kind of. I can't think you might have said it off the recording that. I think looking, we got him there. Yeah, I know, but like Tom Atkins is an underrated player. He's he's, just he, a, he's come on. Yeah. I think Max Holmes. Like it's better than what people think, and although sorry, that's probably not even true because everyone hypes him up. But he yeah. is a very, he's a very good player. Hannah Bruin, yeah, he's still coming on. And Parfitt's, you're right. Parfitt's not had a good, good couple. Of, he's not had a good couple of years. No, though. but he's, he's been off. 
No, we're well and truly equipped to measure up, but I mean, it's only an area that we've kind of done well in in the last couple of weeks. It's an area we've struggled in yeah, for right. most part of the season. So, the five he comes back fixes that. You'd hope so. Yeah. Do you know the bloke we've got to be? I know we're getting into a bit of game talk, but the guy that we've got to be careful of, Brian Myers. Tell you why? Not not for what he. He's second in goal assists in the league. He's very very good at setting them up. Um, Tom Hawkins. Fourth on their goal-kicking list and equal second with Myers on the goal assists. That guy's the ultimate team man, isn't he, Hawkins? Yeah. But Brian Myers, he's, he gets under the guard and uh, he's good at delivering it. But is there a better guy in the AFL to stand Tom Hawkins than Alex Pierce? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, no, I couldn't think of one. Well, he doesn't try and get off and get his own footy. Yeah. He he will just nail himself to Tom Hawkins. Yeah. He's got this the height, the speed, the athleticism – to go to, and strength to go with him, and not yeah. too many guys have that. No, that's true. That's true. So I think yeah. we're, we're covered there. The one that scares me is Cameron. Like I know, um, I know. Josh said that you know maybe Coxie, but Coxie that, can't go with him. Well, it's gonna they're gonna have to. I think you got to do what they did last week. Um, Richmond did to him. You push him up the ground. Yeah. You make him get his possession. Let him have twenty five. Let him have twenty five. But let him be on the wing or at yep. halfback. Push. Yep. Keep pushing him up. Pushing him up. And then maybe even, you know, you have a handover from one side of the ground to the other. You yep. know, I don't reckon there's any, re- any reason why Lukey Ryan couldn't um, follow him around for a yep. little bit. Um, yep. You know, obviously Coxie and even uh, even like an Ethan Hughes in terms of yeah. he, he's going to get up the ground mm. and you just want someone on his hammer. Like Hughes has really got the athleticism to go with him and he's yep. got a bit of size about him. So yep. I think it's, it's going to be one of those things where they've got to give him a different look. Mm. We don't have a, a Griffin Logue athletic no. getting over the ground type defender to go with him all day. If so, he's going to sit up forward, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and I think to be honest, it wouldn't be surprising to see Geelong try and get him deep. Yep, and I know Hawkins is there. Maybe Hawkins comes up a bit or whatever happens because they would spot that. They would know that. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. what I mean. So that's what we got to be mindful of: is just keep pushing him up and pushing him up. Yep. Um, would Jed Views be sleeping, sleeping well? Do you think, or with his black market kidney? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what uh, this game though? Right, I think Geelong's fooled us. I think they fooled us this year. Have, you, are you going to list off the teams that they've beaten? I'm just looking. I was just looking at it while we were talking, and they went three. They went zero and three. Mm. But then when they went, they won their next three. They were against no one. Yeah, I don't think they're anywhere near as good as what we we tended to believe they were back. <laughs> I I, did, I didn't want to say that, but I, yeah. like, I'm 100 percent with you because yeah. the teams that they've lost to, yep, like Collingwood, Carlton, the Gold Coast, yeah. So that's okay. You can lose to them. They're, they're, well, they're going all right. Gold Coast. Well, Gold Coast were hot and cold there for a little while. Yeah. Um, but then the teams they beat. Yeah. So Hawks, Eagles, Sydney. And Sydney was at Cardinia Park. Um, Essendon. Oh, no, they beat Essendon, didn't they? Yeah, beat Essendon, but yeah. But both teams kicked 100 points. So I think their best win this year has been against the Crows. Yeah. But that was at Cardinia Park. Yeah. So And then they lost to Richmond. They're not travelling that well. We <laughs> <laughs> said this last week and we were right. I think I'm, I think we're backing up. I think that, and the thing, if if you want to take confidence as a Freo fan going into this week's game, yep. I think, listen to what listen to what Josh said in terms of what they've taken out of their wins, and and probably not even the wins. He spoke about it as the last month. Yep. So that's going back to the Brisbane game and the week before that. They've got some real confidence in things they've seen, some yep. changes they've seen in the way they're moving the footy, the way they're playing the game. Confidence is a weird thing. Mm. You know, Geelong's coming in, everyone's telling him they're no good, Paddy's out, this guy's out, too old, injuries are hitting, you know, we're a bit thin here. Mm. 
Dockers are coming in. Oh, we're back. Farfi's yeah. back in the 22, winning the centre clearances. Sean Darcy is the best ruckman in history. Like, no, but, you know, you, you never know what happens. Yeah. And you get off to a good start, and I think that'll be the key for us against the Cats to give yeah. us some confidence against last year's Premier. Because whether or not you consider what a team's done in the last year, two years, it, you all know it. Yeah. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Like, they might not have studied it in the film session and said these guys won the flag last year, but there's no way JT doesn't know that they won the flag last year. They yeah. know this team is a high-calibre unit. Yeah. So... Getting off to a good start, I think, is the key on yep. Saturday. Three votes. Prince of Perth. We get the three <laughs> votes. The Prince Wait, of honestly, Perth. what like I'll bring the team up here. You tell me you tell me how they stop him. Like they, I can't. that's the only reason I mentioned it to um Tracy, because they're gonna have to get into him. Yeah. They're gonna have to slow him down by hitting him. You watch the the Geelong don't muck around. They know what they're doing. You went up playing the Gold Coast or that's right. or GWS or Yep. Whatever. Like they're a team that has an actual plan when yep. they come into each week's game. And Segler's job will just be jumping to him. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him. Rixars will want to run him around, but then we can switch Jackson. Yeah. So, but they've got, they got to, they got to get him because otherwise he's going to destroy him. It'd be interesting to see if, um, how Blitzhars would actually go in the ruck against him. Mm. Like he's going to need to get separation and jump. Yep. But Dars has been really good at holding out that space. Yep. And you can't see him moving Dars at any point. It's going to be great, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the Prince of Perth. He Prince gets of around Perth. calling himself self-named Prince of Perth. Some of the best nicknames though are given to you give to yourself. Give don't yourself. You? One of my mates and uh, one of my mates who's actually hooked up my first guest yeah. for us coming up before the Collingwood game. He, um, which I haven't told you about yet, but it will be Wait, a, sur- a surprise. Um, surprise he nicknamed him, nicknamed himself the the captain. The captain. That the was captain. His nickname. Yeah. So I think he'd moved to Adelaide. Was he moved to Adelaide? I think he moved to Adelaide, went over to visit him, and this guy called him the captain. I was like, the captain? No. He was like, what are you being captain of? How did he get that out there? Sorry. Just, uh, it's that, just people call me the captain. It's like George with T-Bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, uh, big day. It's must big be Friday. lunchtime, don't it? Is it lunchtime? Lunchtime. For you, it's always lunchtime, isn't it? Yeah, that's lunch. All right. Well, until uh, Monday where we're – what? We'll be back. If we win this, we're back, aren't we? Yeah, we're back. We'll be level pegging, won't we? Five and five? Yep. No, yeah. but I just mean in terms, are we back or are we not back? Oh, no, we're back. We're back. Yeah, yeah, we're absolutely back. All right. Yeah. So until Monday when we're back, are you still down with the restart? I am. Look, I'm all for taunting in the game, but there's a line. You don't taunt, taunt Josh Tracy. It'd be like going game hunting with a paintball gun. Colourful experience. Start wearing purple, kind of wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish I promise, it's just a matter of time So yeah